Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. I have a friend here, talented makeup artist from Quebec City, Julianne Trudel. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure. You know, we finally face to face connected. We've been keeping in touch through Instagram. Uh, you know, we have our, our film pages. We've been praising each other's works and giving us, giving each other, you know, positive remarks, uh, pushing us to keep going. How's everything been going uh, during uh, this pandemic for you? How have you been coping? Um, it's been good. Um, it, it, it sure is more difficult to work on set these days. Like I, I graduated like a month ago, so I'm still new to like this kind of environment. And um, like I, most of COVID, like I was in school, so I didn't really see the impact that it had on the the in industry. But now that I'm trying to look up for jobs and like um, try to connect with people like yeah I, I see it more but I got like I know I, I gotta stay positive and just like I know that these are our times for everybody and I, I just gotta keep going you know <laughs> yeah for sure and that's something that you kept reminding me too when we were first connecting uh, you, you were very uh, nice to me that way uh, saying things like you know that everyone's going through it uh, you're not alone uh, including yourself right you're an artist so I can relate to that and you know the fact that you were telling me before the podcast you moved all the way from Quebec City to Toronto in the middle of a pandemic just speaks <laughs> to your your bravery and your commitment to the to the craft uh, that's something very admirable uh, walk us through that like how how was that experience you know just traveling from Quebec City to Toronto what what, what made you go go for that um there wasn't any like makeup schooling for me that were that uh advanced on prosthetics and creature mm -hmm. design and film and I always wanted to be like amongst the best and on top and like trying to like be um as like go as far as I can in my career so I guess that's why um and yeah, at first I, I wanted to go to LA and like, cause that was when I first like learned um, that there was a school there called uh, Makeup Design Atari. And nice. I, I had a brochure of that school and I was like, oh my God, I, 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 I want to do that um, as a living. And, um, and then I, I, I just look for other options closer um, and Toronto just came, came up. Came, yeah, to, came to mind. Well, you came yeah. to a great city. Yeah, it's it's yeah. become an entertainment hub. Uh, I was the same way when I first uh, got into film or, you know, was figuring out my career path back in uh, my late teens. I was like, oh, Los Angeles, that's the place to be. You have to go there. Everybody's telling you you have to go there. And as you get older, you mature too. And you realize, especially with social media, there's the other ways you can reach your path. I'm not completely getting Los Angeles out of the picture, but for me, it's mm -hmm you know, just taking advantage of the resources we have and the people that you connect with, right? There's so many talented people um, that, you know, you come across uh, in, in this big city. Uh, Toronto has, you know, been on the map uh, for, for the entertainment industry and there's so much production happening and it doesn't even have to be big production, even independent films. So I think it's really possible to make your dreams happen from any city at this standpoint with regarding social media and especially um Toronto so that's kind of like how I see it and I think that's that's really smart of you you know you come to Toronto um you know you're within Canada as well so it's not too much of a shift yeah and you know because I know Los Angeles is very expensive with their rent Toronto I'm, I'm sure is expensive but Los Angeles is like crazy amounts uh someone was telling me like eight thousand dollars a month um so that's that's just like because it speaks to how competitive the, the industry is right yeah it is and yeah one of the reasons too when I first told my parents that I want to do makeup and I wanted to move. Um, and I get told them about like that going in LA. I was like, they were like, um, okay, first you need a visa. Second, that's going to be expensive. That's yeah. the US daughters. And um, that's pretty far away for you to move when you're 15, 16. Because that's when I first told them I wanted to do Yeah, makeup. yeah, for sure. Right, yeah. Um, no, that, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they make a very good point. That's what came to mind too, right? Because... Uh, again, I was had, had that experience where I was trying to move. Uh, I knew some connections there and tr tried to see if I could, you know, figure out a way, find work. Just it didn't pan out the way I wanted. But even if I did want to go there, it's very complicated. You need a visa. You need um, proof of employment. You need to be working consistently for at least a year, I believe. I'm not too sure about all that. But I know it's not just you show up. 
uh, because yeah, no. I'm not an American citizen and I'm sure you're not. Right. No. So, yeah. So that's what I mean by, I guess the work has to speak for itself and, and you have to use it as a way to get there eventually. Um, and to realize you have time. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's just a big thing. Before we go any further, I do want to know what was it about makeup art and design? Uh, that, that was something that you were so passionate about. That's something you wanted to pursue as opposed to anything like directors, actors, being a producer, a writer. Um, the reasons why I, I wanted to go into makeup and why I'm doing it now are pretty different. Um, right. I first, I always was interested in having a career with like artistic and artistic side. Um, like I first wanted to be a, um, an interior designer. So like designing spaces and okay, houses cool. and stuff. Uh, yeah, and um, I have been working in a beauty boutique since I was 13. So I was aware of like other skincare, the environment um, and the makeup right. like, it, industry, you know? And, um, and then I got this brochure as I was saying, of makeup design authority. And I was like, that's what I want to do. It was like an, an instinct for me. I didn't have any, any more questions. It was all clear in my head. So um, yeah, I, I, I'd been doing makeup a bit on myself at that time. And it was like, I like the colors, the textures, and just the fact of like working on, on a human body is pretty like awesome. And yeah, um, yeah. like, yeah. Like you do your art and then you took photos and like it stays in, in time through those those photos, those um this medium, and then you can just wash it up and start, start all over again. So that's what got me into makeup. And then why I'm doing it now, like especially like in the diamond TV industry, is more uh like creating in, in illusions and like an illusion of bruises or cuts or like um sickness and telling a story and support it through that so yeah so it all goes back to storytelling and like the power of it i guess yeah yeah well falling yeah. in love with, with with the art form itself like the basic mm -hmm. arts you're saying of you know the physique of the human body and you know the mm -hmm. the, the application of uh the, the makeup and you know really just going back to yeah the essence of, of the art form right about like how mm -hmm. it kind of expresses your imagination because i've seen your work um you know so far and it, it, again i've never like i've i've come in contact and i'm obviously aware of makeup artistry but to, to actually see it um someone at like a, a level especially like yourself like you just graduated um it, it's quite remarkable because some of the stuff is really uh striking you have the you know bruises you have cuts uh you have burn marks and there's even ones where there's like fantastical creatures right yeah <laughs> like these mythical creatures like there's a, a one with like a, a i don't know if it's a dragon or like some kind of blue mask uh, with yeah like yeah. Yeah. it's more like a snow queen or something oh snow queen. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah that was like like yeah when i designed that i i was just back from codex city i want to say that was it's, it was so cold in january so i was like yeah i gotta do like something snow related yeah yeah for sure well <laughs> it, it, it definitely got some kind of like villainous malevolent vibe um and i think that's what you were going for and that that's what yeah. matters right the worst <laughs> is when an artist says um it's supposed to look like a princess and it's like uh yeah no but, no no you agree yeah, okay perfect you agree yeah. yeah it was getting because that's yeah that's the energy i was getting from that photo and uh you know it just popped up and again your page is very colorful um it shows like different sides right it's not just gruesome like i said cuts and bruises uh there, there's another side to you which is which is kind of cool is there a particular piece of art that you enjoy doing more than the other or is it kind of all the same um well i don't like routine so i like to change it up a bit yeah. like I'm more interested in like doing prosthetics and film and television than like doing the more fashion-y side of things right. and like doing straight makeups and stuff. Like I, I still like to do it, but I'm not that interested in doing it as much. Um, yeah, I guess like seeing a creature come to life is pretty awesome and that's what I like. Or just like seeing transformation, like the before and after. Um, I do a makeup like a bruise or like a, a burn scar or, or anything like yeah it's it's all about having that like, variety yeah, yeah yeah 
and so that that um th th that takes me out of my comfort zone too because like doing creature design and prosthetics was not something I was good at at first like in um because I studied visual arts so um and the sculpting classes were not like my best work and working with clay so I had like I, I, I wasn't sure at first if I was gonna like it but then working with that and um I don't know getting out of my comfort zone and um trying to create something that I had never done and like seeing the result after I was just, it's just freeing in a way um yeah that's what I like doing better yeah doing yeah well seeing yeah. I think I know what you're saying too because seeing the results is always the payoff right yeah. Like that's that, like, you kind of try all these different things, but it's the result that makes you feel, uh, you know, excited and something to look forward to. That's what I feel when I do my films or when I write, people will always say like, why, I guess as any artist, someone would question that doesn't really know the field. Uh, why would you be crazy enough to go through it? Right. And I think yeah. that's as artists, we agree is it's the end result. It's the payoff, right? It's, it's how we look at that piece of art. We stand back and we say, wow, I created that. I did that. Sometimes it's not always the greatest, but through persistence, uh, you can have something that you're proud of, right? And yeah. I think that's that. There's no better feeling with that. Yeah, absolutely. And like I still enjoy the process. Don't get me wrong, but like sure. the final product, like when I see my creature design, like it's the short back right there, but like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm proud of what I did, and I'm not often that proud of myself. You know, so that was that was fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, you've obviously had some practice and you, you've studied this, right? Yeah. Like for someone like myself, I never went to film school, um, but you actually went to the College of Makeup, Art and Design, right? Yeah, and that's here in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So why did you attend, why did you choose to attend a school to study your craft as opposed to just saying, I'm going to teach myself? because I wanted to have all um, like the knowledge behind that and it's something to be self-taught and try and like trying to do like some activity by myself but if I don't have any products any, any knowledge of the products or if I am just trying to follow what they say online and some sometimes it's not that accurate too so um, I was like okay do i want to try to do this by myself when i don't know the the, the industries when i don't know where to start right. and where i don't have like any techniques so that's why that that's why i i i wanted to go to school um to, to study makeup like all the fashion and the air side um i was kind of aware of what i was like that, that, that was similar to what I was doing before. Um, but again, other creature designs and like prosthetics and some TV, it, it, even theater, like I learned so much during those times that I don't know if I could have done it by myself because there's a lot of things that I can do even at home, like being in a lab and physically doing, like working with new materials and mediums and like, um, yeah, it's, it, there's so, so many products and things that I, I could have never just bought all of those things and practice at home. Yeah, so you got, because interesting you say that, I was speaking to someone that went to film, film school, um, you know, as a producer, a director on the last podcast, and they were saying they have access to equipment they would never have. And that's something that I kind of envy in a way, because, you know, everything being self-taught, you kind of are only have access to things that you can afford. Um, but you're saying that with school, it allows you to, you know, have access to different arrays of products and designs and things that you would never allow, uh, you would never kind of afford, or maybe again, uh, use to act, like express or expand your creativity. Is that what you yeah, feel no, like they helped yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you're in that kind of environment, you're forced to create and be creative and, do something you know at home sometimes I cannot feel 
lost a bit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I can do those things instead of doing my work. And um, like just being a creative process and being in a room full of people who are in that same kind of thinking too. Like that's pretty awesome. And just, yeah, meeting new people and we all come from different backgrounds. So yeah. it wasn't, yeah. So it's interesting to meet those people and to see how they do things too. Because even if we study the same, in, in the same program, the same thing, we don't, we all work differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, just trying out some new things and um, seeing the process and everybody's process is different too. So, and so like I, I did some, some project in, projects in school and like we all had the same um, like um, the same instructions and seeing that we could create such, like a variety of things with the same instructions. instructions so so what, it, what it is is like in school, you're giving like a criteria, like an idea yeah. of, of what you have to do, but everybody's up because everyone's so unique, right? Like everybody's imagination is different. Yeah, no, I'm saying everyone's imagination, everyone's uh, yeah. interpretation of the project is so different. So you're saying like the results were always um, a variety, like an array of things. Yeah, yeah, it was, and yeah, it was, but just fun and amazing to see the process. And yeah, yeah, like, um, like I did some projects. Some people took in other other turn and did more like of a human body some or like some skulls and um like i did like a wendigo or a snow queen but someone else did like a pig or like um, <laughs> like different creatures other, and designs yeah different creatures you know and even yeah. like even photo shoots like a couple of a couple of my classmates did like frostbite but I, i've never done it so like it gives us a perspective of what we could do too. Of course. Yeah. No, I think that's, um, I think that's important. What you said, like going to school for that is kind of teaches you, uh, how to deal with different projects and deal with different, uh, kind of people, right. Like collaborators mm -hmm. and, and creators and just, and see it as an inspiration, right? Like, were you inspired by a lot of the stuff that you witnessed being created? at this school oh yeah yeah of course yeah. And it pushed um, you to be better probably too right yeah like sometimes i i saw some of, some of, my, of my classmates like using some materials that i didn't need to mm -hmm. so like i haven't touched those but like i was like okay i want to do this in my future project because that, that sounds so fun and it looks so cool too right. um yeah and there's a bunch of things that i haven't had a chance to school too uh because it was so intense and condensed um i was in school for eight months so it wasn't that long and like i've for example like i've never done like air punching or um like silicone prosthetics or even gelatin prosthetics i'm, I'm trying to make some at home right now and <laughs> oh yeah silicone yeah yeah that's that's insane yeah 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 and um uh, are there but what about like professors and, and things there? Were there anyone that acted as a mentor or an inspiration or were they kind of just on the sidelines? It was up to you. Yeah. Um, I felt like I, I, I can only speak for myself. But I felt like some were a bit more of the, on the sideline and by going back and forth uh, between like online and in classes. Yeah. Not the existing too. Um, so yeah. I, I felt like some were more present for us than others and they were trying to push us more um, outside of our comfort zone and um, what we were used to do. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really like um, say there's one in particular that influenced me. I think they all did in a way and mm -hmm. they all come from different backgrounds. They, they, they are all working in the industry, um, but they all have a different story and a, a different way to do things. So I have, I learned some things up out of every one of them. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's great. And, you know, uh, stepping out of your comfort zone, 
Uh, that that's that's something that a lot of artists need to hear, or uh, you know, if they're smart about it, they'll they'll kind of uh, accept it, allow it instead of resist it. Because I know myself, I've struggled with, you know, uh, for the longest time being in a comfort zone, a comfort comfortable place, and not really pushing myself to expand. Uh, like this podcast, for instance, is a, is believe it or not something out of my comfort zone. It's something that I've never done before. Um, you know, to consistently speak with people like yourself and have a conversation and open dialogue. Um, I think it's just so important that we, you think outside the box as an artist, right? And that, that goes with yeah. any field, right? Like you're in, you're in makeup artistry, but you can challenge and channel, I should say, your creative energy through other venues, right? Through other means other than makeup artistry, right? And yeah. like, how have you like, what, what do you, what do you intend? What kind of projects do you intend as a, as a makeup artist to work on with, with this new creativity, this new knowledge you've, you've acquired from school? Um, I, I want to work on projects where I see that people are, um, like telling a story and like they're telling something that hasn't really been told before. Like, they're putting their, their art and soul into some things and it shows when they do. So I, I just wanna work with people that are um, invested in what they do and that can also, um, also like, not be interested in what I do, but right. appreciate what, what I do um because there's a lot of like filmmakers and like first ADs and stuff that are dismissing a lot of like people like makeup artists and Aristotle and stuff and yeah. that's pretty that that that's not cool you know because yeah, yeah, yeah. like my job is as important as like um someone like a grip or something it's, it's yeah like it is like we need makeup to tell the story better and to create the whole art um so like I've I've been hearing a lot of a lot of, a lot of stories lately about people which is like yeah be, being dismissed and that's not something that I want to experience no you want to hear yeah. so yeah I, I I just want to work with people that I can appreciate what I do and my art and nice. can understand like yeah where it comes from yeah th that's that's yeah. that's really important that you have that self-respect right you have to yeah. at the end of the day if you don't know your worth right? If you don't yeah. uh, discover that for yourself, no one else will, right? And that's something yeah, yeah. that we were talking about too, right? Before uh, the podcast, we were, we were diving into the whole idea of you have to have conviction in yourself that you're, you're going to make it or you're going to get far because if you don't, no one else will. It, all, it always starts with yourself, right? And yeah. dealing with these filmmakers, you know, I, I can't speak for a lot of them. I can see, I, I see that happening, let's be honest, because it's a lot of the in, independent films, right? They're uh, budget constraints, right? They, 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 yeah, see, no. they don't know, they can't pay you or they're, they're more, it's more like, uh, you know, they dismiss it like, okay, we don't need to make a part of this. We can just pull it off, just run up and down the treadmill, look like you're sweating. Um, but they don't realize that it, it's not always the extravagant pieces of makeup that, that are required. Sometimes it's just the subtle details right? Like yeah. some, a project that I'm working on coming up, um, you know, we'll need a cut, a bruise, but we also need like sweat marks, like the clamminess, like of the skin, because the person looks like they've been through a lot, um, a lot of turmoil. So I think it's really important that uh, any filmmaker really does not dismiss anyone on set. And, and that's so important that you said it is that the makeup artist is just as important as the grip. And the grip is just as important as the caterer. Believe it yeah. or not, the caterer, if you're not feeding your, your crew, your cast and crew, they will walk off and they will, or they will not give you the best performance, uh, you know, or service uh, possible. Right. Like, if yeah, you're not, no, absolutely. <laughs> I'm getting a bit like, off yeah. but I'm just saying like, cause being Italian, if I'm not fed on a set, right. Well, I'm the director. Most of the time I'm the one, you know, calling the food in, but if I'm not fed and I'm helping out on a set, I'm going to get cranky. Right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah no it's it, like everyone on set is important and everyone has, has a job to do and they just need to like to like to have a chance to do it properly you know yeah they should just a big thing too is uh 
I want to get into like, you know, the, the, the fact that we should respect everyone regardless of their position. Yeah. Right. Like I know some people, you know, value their job is more important. Um, and while it is important for servicing the story, uh, there's still people there and they want to help you. Right. And you should still acknowledge them. You shouldn't dismiss them entirely. And if you do, you should have that conversation, right? Like yourself, like if you experience that, I think the right filmmaker should explain and say, Julianne, you know, uh, we appreciate you, but uh, right now we just don't really see this happening or we kind of just need you for this segment. Like if you have that dialogue, that conversation, you treat people like people, yeah. um, they won't get offended. But if you're telling me people are just saying, ah, you know what? I'm not going to even call Julianne back. It's like, what? It's yeah, like, no. You wanna, right. You, you want to have that professionalism. Yeah. Like I want to understand like why I'm doing, if I'm doing something wrong, what it is, you know, I want to be able to improve myself and right. like to have a reason like to, to to get a reason behind like uh for like being dismissed you know I, yeah. I I don't want to be like um on set and someone's gonna be like oh we don't have time for like last looks or check or, like checking your, your makeup between the shots because sometimes so, so sometimes they don't need it but some most of the time they do so like if 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 they have plenty of time for real life, why can I have like just five minutes to go to the, to the actor and see if, if everything's good makeup wise? Yeah, and you want your work you want your work to be valued. Um, I, I can understand like a pain uh, in that. Your work is very visual too, like it's it's yourself like just thrown out there, yeah. like a director, right? A writer. It's more, uh, you know, it, it, obviously it's personal, but it's a different kind, right, um, of experience. But with art you're you're kind of just like visual art right because that's what essentially what a makeup artist is yeah. you're, you're you're putting yourselves out out there and you also take a lot of time in the moment right writing and directing you you're you're there you're present but there's also a lot of preparation beforehand with a makeup artist if you're not valued fully um you can't work optimally right like when you're when you're in the moment when you're there on set and it and, and that's another thing i want to mention too is when i was speaking to a lot of colleagues um creativity is so delicate like there's such a delicate balance to it and you you have so many things that working that are working against you and the last thing you want is for your own cast or your crew to work against you you know yeah. or throw it off right like an actor we were talking i was talking to an actor and he was saying you know uh it's my job to show up to know the lines as best as i can um and and to pre prepare for the role and if they don't do those things they make everyone else suffer right and why is that well because you know, if you don't know your, their line, your lines, the person can't uh, bounce your ideas, bounce their lines off of you. And, you know, the director has to like re reframe the shot and it affects everyone. But if everyone kind of knows their places, everyone knows like where they fit in, it, it's a collaborative group effort. And I think that's a lot of filmmakers, if you're listening or if you're aspiring to be one, you're starting off, um, you know, you can't do it alone as much as you want. No. You know, you can't, you need, you need everyone to help you out. You need everyone to help you out. And Obviously, you're going to encounter people you don't want to work with uh, for whatever reason, creative differences, or you, you just don't uh, like them. <laughs> you know, they're not easy to work with. But I think it's important that you give it a shot. And you, if they are there, you, you, you consider everybody as, as a team, as opposed to individual solo artists. Yeah, no, and that's important to be able to work with kind of everybody too. Yeah. Like, that's it not be like oh yeah i just want to work with like those positions those people because like others are not that important or like not as much important as like the dop for example or something so um yeah just being in this state of a state of mind where you can um be open to a, a conversation with yeah. everyone and being able to understand what it, it, everyone does open-minded yeah. yeah. <laughs> open-minded right yeah and um you know i want to get into uh the pandemic right you know the elephant in the room uh, a lot of people have been experiencing it from different points right financially mentally uh, i want to know for yourself like how have you been keeping creative or keeping sane as an artist because i know it's so difficult for myself sometimes how, how, how have you been coping um I've been trying to stay busy, honestly. Yeah. Like nice. not trying to think too much about like, yeah. why not, why am I not getting those jobs or why am I not um doing it as like 
that kind of stuff um because that yeah. could that could get in your head you know like i yeah. i'm seeing some people that are, were in my class and that are working right now i'm like i'm not saying to myself like why am i not working right now i'm saying like okay i'm doing some prosthetics i'm doing some modes i'm doing i'm casting um i'm, I'm trying to stay busy and to um keep up with some work that i might not be able to do in the in a couple of months because i'm too busy to do to do it so uh, yeah i've been try, trying to stay ahead and um yeah like collaborate collaborate with, with friends too and with other artists like i i'm i'm seeing uh one of my friends like every week or so to create with her and just like being able to do some like makeup on someone else than, than myself because i i live alone so no yeah for sure too. yeah like, no but it's important do you want to you want a subject right just like a director yeah. needs an actor <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so like once a week we like meet meet up and well especially socially distance of course but um, of course of course yeah yeah we're, we're just like trying to stay creative and that's good practice and and, yeah. and do some things that we did in in school yes but like months ago so i don't remember how to do some kind of things and like for example yesterday we were practicing some blood work so with like tubing and like fake on my on my blood and like i've never done that before so we're just trying to make it work so when we're asked to do it, uh, like we know how it is. Yeah, yeah. you you that that's that's important, right? Like you're just you're you're not um, kind of just laying down and taking the situation, right? You're you're yeah. you're getting up, you're getting busy, um, and that's so important. What you said too is you can't you know wallow in your pity. You can't really just think like, oh, why is that person getting that job? And you know why is my work not like this? It's very tempting. Again, as artists, we we compare. Uh, as much as we don't want to and social media doesn't help uh, but it's all how you look at things right you got to look at social media as uh, a portfolio and, and a platform uh, to network but also to compare for the right reasons to be inspired and see like you know the potential or where where, where you could be if you if you put more work into something or when what you can become like a big thing for me is when I look at a filmmaker like a videographer or a film a, a spectacular film I say to myself oh like how do they how do they do that like look at my film but I also like look at their page, I look at their experience and, I, and I'm becoming more self-aware. Like to get to that point, you have to put in the time and you also have to have that experience, right? The right equipment mm -hmm. as well. Although these cameras aren't cheap, right? You have, to, you have to have the funding, right? So it's like, there's all these factors and to just compare, right? At face value is, is, is crazy, is ludicrous. It's, it's not productive and it paralyzes your creativity. Yeah. Everybody is so complex. Everybody comes from different places. I come from Toronto. You come from Quebec City. Um, you have different experiences from those cities that you're bringing to Toronto, right? Yeah. So American artist that compares with you has no sh chance because you had a whole different life before you came here. You know what I mean? Like that's how that's yeah, how yeah. I see it, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, we are we are, we are come from different backgrounds, and like we had so, so, some people like in my class have. I'd studied like psychology and things before that, or like studied and all other um, thing that makeup. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I have studied like visual arts. So we all bring something different to the table. So, um, and yeah, just being able to like connect with people that are different than you is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And, and it challenges all, you to um, be a better artist, right? With yeah. collaborating with different people. Yeah, we all have a way of coping and um, trying to stay busy. And we all have different ways also to um, to try to find work. Mm. Um, like, I know some people are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to hire someone to, to like build me up a portfolio. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah? finding me some work. I'm like, no, yeah. you're going to do it for yourself. No yeah, one's that, gonna do it for you. There you go. There you go. And yeah. see, I, I love, I love that attitude, and that's why we connected, you know, so well because, yeah. um, you, you, I, I subscribe to that belief, right? Before that illusion, where it's like, oh, you have to, uh, you know, have the right people, and you have to be in uh, Los Angeles to make your dreams happen, right? 
But the reality is, like you said, is no, you, you can start doing a lot right now. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be even beautiful. It might look really rough, but the idea is you're always putting stuff out there. You're always chipping, chipping away. Right. And then yeah. my biggest belief or what I've experienced firsthand, I'm sure you can say the same is when you put your stuff out there and when you actually put a lot of your heart and soul into your work and you create stuff for yourself, uh, that people will gravitate to you. People that you admire, people that are talented, more talented, that can challenge you as better artists will come to you. And that's what I've experienced as, as a director, right? Like people will come to me now and say, I have this script. Uh, can you help me direct it? Or I have this. before that, before I was creating anything, short films, podcasts, vlogs, I had nothing. No one really wanted to work with me because no one also, they didn't know who I was, yeah. right? Um, and I wasn't even posting as much as on social media, right? So I don't even know if we would have connected. Um, so it just shows you that you always got to be creating stuff for yourself. You always got to be chipping away. I'm a big believer because I studied marketing at Ryerson, the brand, you know, your brand is everything. And, and it's not even just your business. It's your name, like Daniel Calderon, right? Julianne Trudeau. Yeah. It, it, it's something that you should always be, um, again, promoting and crafting and, and, and making better every day because people uh, will look to that, especially if you're an artist. You know, like that's, yeah. that's kind of like my aspiration as a filmmaker. It's, you know, 94 Productions is a brand, 94 Collection, my clothing line, but Daniel Calderon is the person behind it. And I want people to be like, I can count on him to give me this quality of work. And I think that's a great attitude for you to have as well, right? Where, where you were saying, you got to create the work for yourself. Yeah. You, know, you got to just get up and do it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And just like trying to practice as much as, as you can, even if, even if it's not perfect, just put it on there. And like, we see our work differently than other people do. Like I see my work and I see all the flaws and what I could have improved. And um, yeah, like when, when I see like one of my cuts or something, like I don't see a cut on someone. I see like the prosthetics, all the work that I did to get there. So yeah, we, we are, very like we're sometimes way too critical of our like yeah of ourselves and we have to like some sometimes take take a step back take a, a couple of days and then see what you did again and if if, if you don't like it like you can just not post it but if if, if you do or if you think some people will like it or like that will speak to to someone somewhere yeah. like just just put it some like in a portfolio or like on social, on social media even if it's not your best work that's something that shows that you can do more than what's in a portfolio already so yeah yeah no it, it's you're, you're saying basically put it out there because you never know who's watching and who yeah. might like it it's all interpretation um you know something that i post that you like someone else might not like and vice versa yeah. Um, it's all, that's the beauty of art. Uh, it's can be scary. It can be frightening to a lot of people because they like things structured, but I enjoy that. I enjoy, I live off of the reaction. That was something I was telling you before the podcast. Like I thrive for that. Um, just knowing that I was in control, like I, I was responsible for that creation. And when you get it done, right. Of course, who doesn't want that? Yay. Amazing. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you have to also accept, uh, the good with the bad, right? Yeah. You have to accept yeah. the criticism because I've know I've had my fair share of criticism, but it's only made me stronger and it's only made me get to this point, you know. And I think a big thing too, like you know, for example, this podcast. Like my biggest thing is, you know, it's not perfect in the sense like you know production value, right? You there's people online, they do quick edits, they do intros, all that stuff. But my biggest thing is get it out there, get that conversation out there. People want to hear other people talking, other artists talking, right? If that's something you specialize in. And when I discovered Zoom and I discovered you can record it and you can have this conversation, right, with someone that, uh, you know, you're not that far away from me, but uh, to some people I talked to, like a, a friend of mine from Atlanta, Georgia, I said, you know, this is perfect. You record the conversation, you post it, and that's what people at the end of the day want to hear. They, they, the edits and all that stuff is, is nice. It's flashy, it's stylistic, but they're bonuses, they're perks. At the end of the day, they, they, it's just extra. People want to know what's the content at, at heart. You know, and, that, and that's what I'm saying is I want to get up to another point about filmmaking. And I was having this conversation with my friend, too, from Atlanta. Uh, you can have those music videos, right? You can have that, those videos that, you know, they're flashy and they got the transitions that are uh, really complex. Um, 
just just a great piece of editing. But at the core, at, at the root of it, what, what's the story? Like, what's the emotional response you're trying to get from the audience? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when I create my content, I always want it to tell a story. I always want it, even if it's a 15 second promo, I always try to use the music. And I always try to make everything have a reason, like a purpose. Um, I never put in anything just for the sake of it, because people will say, oh, remember in that video where the people do like quick cuts and they do edit or, or something swishes and a scene gets blacked out. It's like, yeah, but you got to put it. You, yeah. you, a big thing when I edit is you got to listen to the, the editing program. Like that's God. Editing is God. Yeah. I remember they taught, taught me that in my film night courses. Um, so yeah, that's just, that's just like my off tangent opinion about, uh, <laughs> you know, filmmaking uh, and how, how, how important it is to stay authentic to, to your vision. Yeah, and like in art, everything has to have a reason to be there. Like you're not putting something in your film that don't have any any meaning or that right. don't have a reason to be in that film because that's gonna show and people are gonna be like, okay, you put that there, but that's not, that's not speaking to the story. That's that's not speaking to the the entire piece of art. So why bother? Um, it was. Kind of the same way too when I was um, doing some paintings um, in school. Like, so, like I had a hard time making the cut between what I wanted to do and what that actually meant. Because um, I learned that everything has, has to have a purpose in the work to be able to uh, speak for, for itself completely and not have you behind it explaining, like, oh, I oh, yeah. did, uh, like, that landscape because it was pretty like you know it doesn't have a meaning and why did, did you use those colors or like why did you use that perspective um yeah it's kind of the same with your films and kind of the same with any art form really like you're not if you if, if, if you're making music you're not putting a beat there because like it's it's pretty like you have to have like a connection to the to the piece um in 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 30 um yeah and um yeah i think yeah i think that's pretty much it like yeah that, that's just, very true no that no that's very that's very true don't worry i get that all the time when i'm talking yeah. it's just like what <laughs> what's happening um no that's so true uh regarding what you said uh, the um See, I even forgot what I was saying too. Uh, the art <laughs> needs to to not be explained. The art needs yeah. to not be explained, and you have to put it out there. And once you put it out there, I should mention for any artist, it's not your responsibility anymore. Now mm -hmm. the market, the audience will decide if it's good. You know, like you can edit it, you can direct it, you can write it, you can tweak it, you can do this. But as soon as it's released, I don't want to hear. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Of course, you're going to say that we're human. We have re regrets. Oh, I should have picked this actor or I should have, you know, switched this shot. But that's only because you're listening to everyone's judgment. Yeah. You didn't and know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you released it, you didn't know that until you heard everyone's response and you can't base it off of that. Yeah. And we got to learn where to stop too, because mm. as artists, we can always improve something and adding, add some things to our piece, but we gotta learn where to stop and like when it's enough because yeah. too much is not like it's not so better than not putting enough work. Um, yeah, so just knowing when to stop and when to um, like learning to be proud of ourselves if, if, even if we're not sure of, of if what we're doing is right. Well, that's what um, I struggle. Well, that's what I, I, I should say I struggle with. And, you know, like what you just said about the knowing when enough's enough, like the ability to disconnect, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause, cause then you, you, that leads into burnout when you don't want to even yeah. look at it anymore. And, and that's, yeah, that's no. something that I, I'm guilty of. Like I'll, I'll be, you know, you, you see my content, I'm always keeping up, trying to keep, be consistent, but you know, I'll, you know, take off the mask. Like I deep down inside have those days where it's like, I don't even want to look at it like the podcast, or I don't even want to look at my, my films because I'm just every day, just constantly going at it. And I love that because I'm like addicted to the craft, but I know that it's so important to have a balance. I think it's amplified because we're in a pandemic. Yeah. 
right? Like, do you feel the same thing where, yeah. because we're, we're closed up, you know, you say you're living on your own. That's all you're thinking about is like, how yeah, do I make like, this art? How do I make yeah. it happen? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what am I going to do tomorrow? Like, exactly, what am, am I going to yeah. post in two days? See? Exactly. And it's <laughs> like, I feel like when life was normal, like, obviously we still had our hiccups. We still had our pitfalls, but mm. it wasn't like, I don't know. The, the life just seemed, you could just go out to coffee with a friend or, you know, you're looking forward to someone's birthday, you know, but all our plans are kind of on hold. And all we have is, is, the, is our art. Um, and I think that's, that, that's, that's why we become so obsessed about it and get sometimes trapped in our own head because yeah. like you said, you, 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 you took the words out of my mouth. You know, what am I posting in two days? Or what am I doing tomorrow? You know, what, what am I going to do to keep busy other than Netflix? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, like, I don't from, from, uh, for me, like I, I don't like not knowing what I'm going to do tomorrow with my art i like Same. i i like knowing that i have a plan and that i mm-hmm. follow it um yeah. yeah yeah that's why i make that's why it's good i don't know if you do this but like i've, I've started uh jotting down like five things i want to do the next day yeah. you know what i mean because it gives you something to look forward to especially in the morning right like a, a to-do list a, a routine um it's very interesting you know the pandemic i have to say it, it, <laughs> it is. it's brought a, it, right like it's, it's just it's taught us to be I don't know. It's taught us to be very independent, but it's taught us to always be very proactive and always be yeah. thinking about, you know, what's next and how, how do we improve? How do we do things like that? Because before, um, I don't know if you could say the same, cause I don't know if you're in school, but like for me working, I was just nonstop, never thinking about, like, I was always thinking about tomorrow, but for the wrong reasons, more like I got to do this today, tomorrow. But it was never about like, I could sit myself down and reflect on my art, my thoughts like what I what I really want to do with my life and my career yeah yeah when it yeah no I I I get what you just said um yeah I I feel like it 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 made it made us take a step back and look yeah. at, at our lives and like okay what am I doing right now what am I gonna do like is that what I really want to do like and I feel like w- w- when it happened for me, I, 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 I was in school, but I, I freaked out because mm. I, I had a show coming up and I had to produce like three pieces. And I was like, okay, it was, it was all planned out. I had bought all the paints, all like the materials that I needed. And then when it happened, I was like, okay, I don't have a place to create anymore. I don't have like people that's gonna give me a feedback. I don't have um, anything. So I was like right, right. a bit lost at first. And yeah, um, I was just like, what am I gonna do next? Right. What am I gonna do with my art? It, I, like, am I gonna change my plans? What I had planned for those pieces? Like, I don't know. And yeah. um, like it made me take a step back and focus on what really matters and what I re- really wanted to say with with that. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, you you said it right there. You know, it, you identified who you want to be and what you want to mm-hmm. create, and that only came, I feel, for a lot of people, including myself, from the pandemic. Right? It's it's just the way it is, and and that's why I'm saying is a lot of people obviously bash it. Uh, condemn it like the pandemic of course they do like people lost their lives their jobs but at the same time there's there's another side like with anything that we're you know uplifted by it where we're allowed them to they benefited from it because like you said they they figured out who they were they figured out what they want to do and even if you are still struggling it's still allowed them because it's not necessarily starting a business or you know knowing exactly what you want to do and like be a filmmaker or a makeup artist also as a person, like mentally, like your mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Allow people to take the time for themselves, like self-care and figure out, Hey, like, what do I want to taking, just giving them that, that time, that permission to take care of themselves each day. Right. Because before yeah. it was like a rat race, like on the go all the time. And I think, you know, in a way, a lot of people need to look at it from a positive side, like maybe the pandemic, you know, allowed me to become a better person, you know, allowed me to have better relationships, whether it was by my mom or my friends, right? Like it allowed me to be, become a stronger individual, you know, handle things differently. So yeah, that's, that's really, that's really cool. I'm glad 
you know, you, you took a positive out of the pandemic. Uh, I know it's not easy. Again, like you said, you live on your own and during a time when everyone's told to stay at home. So it's even worse, yeah. right? With Toronto, right? That's why I asked first thing. I'm like, Hey, how's Toronto doing? Cause I I've lived here all my life, like Toronto and uh, it's a busy city, you know, it, it's constantly booming. And, and the fact that everything's boarded up and closed, it's surreal. It doesn't make any sense right. to anyone, but that's the reality now. Right. And we can just, you know, pray and look forward to when things get, get better and uh, they're going to get better very soon. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so we can all get back out there and create. Yeah, we do. And like, I haven't really seen the city like active and like come to life. Um, like the pre, the pre pandemic. Um, cause you came, stuff. yeah. Like, cause you came in yeah, July, yeah, but you also, July, yeah. So. But you also were telling me before the, the podcast, you, you witnessed, like a glimpse of it because you came around when the Raptors won yeah. in 2019. Yeah. So, but that was, that was like on steroids. That was extreme. Yeah. That was yeah. Extreme. yeah. That was extreme. Like I, like I was telling you, there's like 3 million people there and population yeah. of like 2 million. So you can only imagine. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a great time for the city and a uh, great memory. And yeah, we'll have more of those, uh, you know, in the future, right. We just have to be optimistic and positive. Like you were telling me, right? yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta keep, keep going every day, especially in the arts. All right. Yeah. yeah yeah and just trying to focus on the positive and trying to like yeah just create stay busy and like connect with people and trying also to socialize because i'm i'm the first one guilty of staying in my apartment for two days straight and like right. not going out yeah uh, but like i know i need to like go out sometimes and see people and like just talking to new people new persons like you like yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Getting like, to know, getting uh, to know people. Yeah. Just getting yeah. to know people, connecting, uh, seeing what they're all about. And again, it's always very exciting to see someone in the same field because you can relate and you can kind of see, you know, am I thinking too much? Am I, should I be thinking less? Right. Um, with regards to like the arts, like I said, right. Cause we're all going through this, the same thing and, you know, you've given me some pointers. I've given you some pointers and, you know, we kind of helped each other through that. Like just remind ourselves, you know, you're not alone yeah. right there's a lot of people yeah. out there that that are in the arts that are that are going through the same things so yeah. i think that's really cool julianne and i want to thank you again for coming on the podcast um means a lot you know hearing about your journey uh, i think it's so important i always tell people to talk about uh what goes on uh the challenges we experience because um, i know there's creatives listening and if it can help them brighten their day you know all the power right and yeah. you know the fact that you you did makeup artistry and design i think it's such an important asset to have on set um and filmmakers should not dismiss it no. <laughs> because uh you know such beautiful films are made uh, to this day uh, because of those those talents and um it's all about finding the right role for you right like yeah. someone that can appreciate you on the set like for their story um so i think i think you'll you'll uh, find success that way and yeah, uh, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, anytime. I, I'm looking forward to having you back because we want to, you know, document the yeah. journey. And I think it's so important, like I said, to, to just tell people about who you are, your brand, and things you're working on, you know, projects you're, you want to promote. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So thank you again, Julianne Trudell. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk soon.